How can you use fear in your favor? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership consultant. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out about me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're going to tackle the idea of using fear to your advantage. Let's face it, right? As a mindset consultant, if I were to suddenly remove fear from people's lives, I could quickly go at of business because most of working around mindset and through mindset issues means learning how to understand and push through fears that come when you're trying to live your bigger, bolder life, when you're trying to go for what's next and reach for the brass ring, even if you feel like you don't belong there, even if you're questioning yourself as an expert or wondering why people would pick you over somebody who has been doing it for longer and smarter, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like fear is a regular, sort of has a regular seat at the table for many business owners. I think a lot of business owners give it too much time and too much attention, which is fine by me because it keeps me in business, right? But it's the idea that fear can be used for our advantage. And I don't think we often do that. I wanted to take some time today to talk to you about this concept and help you understand this for yourself so you can look at at decisions you might not be making for your business, decisions you might not be making in your personal life, risks that you've thought about taking that you haven't yet taken action on, ideas you've had that you haven't quite fallen through on because you have started to think to yourself, well, what if this happens? Or I would never be able to handle it if that happened. And all of the things that you start to worry and sort of, um, you know, sit and spin about before actually making a decision and doing something about it. So one of the things I want to remind you about is that fear is a feeling, right? And any feeling we have, our happiness, our joy, our disappointment, our irritability, our confusion, our our anger, our sadness, all of those feelings that we have and I know I didn't cover the entire list, right? Um, just create energy inside of us. They create, um, you know, just this frenetic space inside. And fear has this way of sitting and spinning. For a lot of times when people, for example, feel joy, it's outward. We're smiling. We're, there's a little pep in our step. Maybe um, our body's moving differently. When people are feeling particularly sad, that energy goes in. Inward, and maybe they're a little more slow, they're a little more silent, they're quieter, they move at a different pace. When people are anxious, their energy is, you know, sort of being used in their tap, tap, tapping their fingertips or their foot about, um, or they're pacing back and forth, or they're thinking in a circular thought because fear and anxiety have so many things in common, right? So that energy that we have and we experience in our regular everyday reacting to all kinds of things is just within us. And I think one of the things that's really important to remember is we can't control our feelings. A lot of people like to tell you that they can train their brain to not feel fear. And I just think that's a bunch of bull crap. I think that there's definitely people who fear who um, fear less, like they, they don't fear as often. They don't experience fear as often as other people. Just like they're, you know, we have chronic worriers in the world and then we have people 
people who never worry about anything. That as individuals, how often we feel certain emotions can vary. But I do think as, you know, humans going through life, we are bound to feel all kinds of things. What I like to remind people about is we can't control our thoughts and we can't control our feelings. What we do have control over is what we do in response to what we're thinking or feeling. And that basically comes down to how do we use that energy? So for example, I have a client right now who's about to make a major investment for her business in terms of up-leveling and um, fine-tuning her strategy and getting um, things really ready to take to the next level. So she's put down the significant payment and investment to get all of those systems and strategies implemented to do what she needs to do to take her business to the next level. And it's, oh my God, what am I doing? What if I don't like what I'm creating? What if this doesn't make me happy? What if I've made a bad decision? What if this is a bad investment, right? Like those types of things, when we are on the precipice of change, are normal reactions to trying something new. I think sometimes in the entrepreneurial space, we like to sort of puff ourselves up and believe that like, you know, like fear has this sh- this uh, pedestal of glory that we just have to fight through and we we own the space and we conquer it and it's like filled with this puffed up version of badassery. But sometimes fear is that, am I doing this right? Am I where I need to be right now? And so often the reason why we have those fears is because we don't know what's happening on the other side. We're afraid of the end result. So we sit and we spin and that circular energy goes round and round. And so my client starts to think about, well, what if I've about, you know, I've just made an investment that's not going anywhere. What if I, you know, create something I don't like? What if this is the wrong bold move that I'm supposed to be making a bold move, but this isn't the bold move I'm supposed to be doing. And that energy becomes like, a, you know, just the centrifugal force that sits and spins and sits and spins. And that energy can be used for good or it can be used for evil. So she can use it to make herself smaller, to doubt herself, to give all of those second thoughts, the second guessing, the inner critic, all of the room and oxygen to breathe or grow. Or she can say, well, as a business owner, that's likely that sometimes business owners do make bad investments. Sometimes business owners do sort of, you know, create a strategy that ultimately doesn't work for them and doesn't make them happy. How can I use the energy around this fear and not just kumbaya and puff myself up with rainbows and unicorns to say this will never happen, but how can I look at this strategically? How can I plan for this to say at the time with the information I've had, I have made the best possible choices and decisions for my business. I think these are the choices that are going to move me towards my goal. This is all the evidence that I have that this is a good decision. These are all the signs that tell me I'm heading in the right direction. 
So you're going to collect the data, you're going to collect the evidence, but that so much of fear is not knowing what that picture is going to look like. So what I encourage people to do when you're sitting in fear is to start to answer some of those questions. If it doesn't work out, what is your plan going to be? And if it doesn't quite go according to plan or on the timeline that you've anticipated, what are you going to do so that you can tune into your capability? You can use that energy and start to plan for it. But you don't just expend all of your fear-based energy planning for the worst case scenarios. The next thing I want you to do is plan for the best case scenario. Start to craft the image of what you want your life or your business or whatever particular situation is in front of you is going to look like on the other side. Because if you're up-leveling your business or you're trying to bring better friends into your life, you're trying to meet a mate because you're tired of being single or you're trying to be healthy, it's so easy to say, well, what if I try and it doesn't work out? What if I do my best and I don't get what I want? What if, what if, what if? And so often... Those kinds of thoughts lead to actions where we tend to play small, where we are the lesser version of ourselves. What I want you to do is start to think about, well, what do I want a healthy, fit life to look like? How am I spending my time as a healthy, fit person? Am I getting up earlier in the morning? Am I making sure that I'm ending my day at a reasonable hour so I can get a workout in? How am I making room for health and fitness in my life? What are the things I can be doing. Because if you are taking that energy and you are using it for productivity, you are moving that energy in the direction that's closer to the life you want and closer to the business you want, the relationships you want, the health you want, fill it in, you know, fill in the blank with whatever dream plan situation that you have sitting in front of you. If you're worried about your investments or making decisions for your business and you're not trusting your judgment, then what can you do to start to plan and strategize specifically? What are you going going to be doing in your business to move the needle? What are the action steps you're taking? What have you learned? What have you implemented? How can you use this energy to set you up for success, to fuel your productivity, to become more efficient? Because that energy is going to sit and spin regardless. So can you use it to create, you know, some goal planning and um, scheduling of what's going to happen when in your life? Can you use that energy to start to talk strategically to your team about the way all of these plans are going to be implemented in your business? Can you use it to figure out what it is you already know and feel solid in? And what are the questions remaining that you need to find the answers out? And then you use your energy to find the answers to. You can use that energy to identify the missing pieces, to fill in the blanks, to create more specificity with what you want your life to look like on the other side and as you do that, once you're doing that, you're expelling that energy. You're taking it from inside you and you're putting it outside of you. And when you allow this process to work for you, when you give yourself permission to fear less, suddenly you're experiencing less fear. 
So often we forget sometimes that fear is like our our defense mechanism. That if we can say, well, you know, I've always been afraid this wasn't working, or I was always kind of nervous that I hired that coach and it didn't work out for me. I'm not really surprised that it didn't. We think it's going to prevent ourselves from feeling bad. We think it's going to, on some level, like hold off that like crushing disappointment. That's what we're doing when we hold on to fear. We're trying to hold on to control over the outcome. But if you really release that energy, then you're also releasing your control over the outcome and tuning into your capability. Yes, you might be disappointed. Yes, it might not go your way, but also true it might go better than you imagined. It might be your best version of the best possible outcome. And you're never going to get there if you're sitting and spinning. And if you're sitting and spinning, you're not creating an environment for success. You're not creating that welcoming sort of arena for um, things to work out in because there's no entry to that. We're all guarded up and we're walled up when we're sitting in fear. What I want you to do is to create room, to create breath, to create an openness that says, I'm good with what happens next because I'm capable of managing it. And I am going to use this energy I have to set myself up for success. The other thing I want to remind you is that like, we are biologically wired against risk, right? So sometimes fear is just a biological response to a new situation that says, hey, danger, danger. But what happens through the course of evolution is we have a lot more resources than we did when those initial biological instincts needed to kick in around fight or flight. So sometimes we need to retrain the brain. And that doesn't mean we're going to be able to wipe out fear completely. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode, I don't believe that's possible. But what you can do is when you are experiencing that fear and you see it, you can say, hi, fear, I see you. I know you're here telling me that something bad might be happening. I know you're here because you have my back, but I've got this. I'm all set thanks. And then you can create that visible energy of walking by your fear, of pushing it aside and saying, I see you, but I don't need you. Thanks anyway. But you're still in that process, taking that energy and moving it outside you. But I think so often that entrepreneurs and business owners in particular have this way of allowing the fear experience to resonate, to take root, to get grounded in it. And again, I'm facetious when I say it, but like it keeps me in business, but I don't think it needs to be that way. And I think these are the first steps you need to take to get on the other side of your fear. And if as you listen to me talking about this, and it doesn't quite make sense for your situation, I invite you to push back with me. I invite you to write to me. You can send an email, heather at choose to have it all.com. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you're struggling with. Let me know all the ifs, ands, or buts, and I'll help you get to the other side. Thanks so much for joining me in today's conversation. I really enjoy having these important talks with you and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.